It's Cookie Lab. Hi, and welcome to Cookie Lab. I'm Jill. And I'm Chris. And Jill, today I went to the shop to buy some lemons and apples, but they didn't have any. I already don't believe this story. Well, it was a fruitless trip. (laughs) (laughs) I think my instincts were right on that one. (laughs) I like this other joke that I had prepared for you. Would you like to hear it? Please. Absolutely. Walking down the road, I passed an apple pie, a lemon cheesecake, and ice cream. I thought the streets are deserted. (laughs) And it was all for you. And all for me. Just like these delicious, I hope, because I haven't tasted them, but the batter was good. Soft. It's always good to lick the batter. Greek yogurt lemon cookies. So every word that you just said is like my favorite word. So when do we get to eat it? First, we have to tell the story because, you know, Jill, every cookie has a story. Every cookie has a story, Chris. Yeah. (laughs) And then then we will eat it and we will. And we will love it. uh, Investigate the science as well. So. Okay. How long ago is our oldest cookie story like how long back have we gone in our time machine i feel like the cookie itself wasn't invented until like the middle ages when the people were had they had the jumble was that what it was called yeah i think so but we have we have traveled Far. We have gone farther back in time for other reasons, like the cast iron cookware or the lemons. Yeah. The the Italian the Italian cookie, mm. um, the amaretti cookie was quite old, yeah. I believe. Well, what are you why do you ask? Well, because I was thinking so here is the impetus for today's cookie. It's not a holiday. It's not no. uh, a historic cookie. Nope. But I've, you know what I eat? I have three things that I eat in the, in the morning. Do you know what they are? I do, but maybe your listeners who aren't like also best friends with you might not know. <laughs> <laughs> I either have eggs scrambled with spinach or I have yogurt or I have, what's the third one? Oatmeal, and I'm opposed to the yogurt just because I don't. I, I like a hot breakfast, so I do the eggs and the oatmeal, but the yogurt I would rather have for lunch. Yeah, and I've never thought of yogurt as a lunch product, but I was looking at the yogurt in my refrigerator, and I was thinking that there should be a cookie recipe that uses yogurt. Yeah, there should. And is there? And so I, ju- I jumped on the internet, and... I found yes on saladinajar.com <laughs> a recipe by Paula Rhodes for the soft Greek yogurt cookies with lemon icing. And so it made me think, well, I bet yogurt has a very 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 long history. Oh yeah, you know, I would that doesn't surprise me at all. Yeah. Yeah. 
Yeah, so these are Greek yogurt, and I'm thinking, well, but you know, Chris, the Greeks, I didn't. The Greeks have been around for a long time. They have, but Greek yogurt, like that's only been a thing since we've been grownups, right? In the think, store, or, or didn't the stores just finally, like, look at the Mediterranean diet and say, "Hey, this yogurt is different." Yeah, yeah, probably let's, the Greeks had bring... the Greek yogurt all along. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So records of yogurt in Greece begin in the fifth century bc with the writings of herodotus but good old herodotus in reality the process of straining yogurt it is as old as time right it's as old as farm wives farm wives (laughs) yeah yeah Yeah. began somewhere in the middle east yeah references to yogurt date back to 6000 bc oh wow in the Indian Ayurvedic medicinal texts. Fantastic. Yeah. And Jill, you know what? Wow. You were right. Greek yogurt gets its name from a corporate marketing scheme developed by Faye to divert sales away from the traditional American yogurts like Yople and towards this. So creamier, the so the Greeks they just call product. it yogurt. They do. They just call it yogurt. Yeah. Yeah. And so the, I think I'm saying that name right. It's F-A-G-E, Faye. Right. But it says right on the container, pronounce it to pronounce it Faye. And I purchased that. Sure. Sure. I purchased the Market Basket uh, Greek yogurt or any other one. They do taste slightly different depending on where they've been made. And we're going to find out why later. The marketing, it was like some marketing executives sitting around saying, hey, who doesn't like Greek food? And who doesn't want to eat dairy attached to the well-known health benefits of the Mediterranean diet? So a, a phenomenon was born. Yeah, and it turns out it's it's not so bad. You get all the flavor and high-protein content without the added sugar in the Greek yogurt. Well, but then I just have to put honey in it, you know. I can't eat oh, plain yogurt okay. without a little honey. Mm. I love the Greek yogurt just with blueberries. But and no, no, that is some sour stuff. I like a little tang in my. All right, mind. maybe I'll try it. Maybe I'll try it. You previously convinced me to back off the sugar that I was putting in my oatmeal, and you were you were right about that. I'm fine without it. I the blueberries help. It's kind of uh, uh, harsh without the blueberries, but the original. Thermophilic yogurt, which is what Greek yogurt officially is, comes from Bulgaria. But Bulgarian yogurt didn't sound so appealing to the marketing folks. Exactly. Right. So as yogurt spread into the Mediterranean region, you start seeing variations based on the type of animal milk used. Traditionally, both Bulgarian and Greek yogurts are made with sheep's milk Uh rather than cow's milk. American Mm. Greek-style yogurt is made with cow's milk interesting but in some parts of the middle east you even see it made with camel's milk Ooh, camel yogurt i'd love to try it camel's milk yogurt yeah so maybe uh maybe one of our listeners can send us a camel and we'll make some yogurt you're gonna have to milk the camel chris because i don't know how oh i'm sure it's no different than a cow again i don't know how Well, all you need to know is that yogurt is a great baking substitute for milk. Yes. And that leads us to the cookie. 
Okay. What do you want to tell me about the cookie? Well, all I have to tell you about the cookie is it didn't use a lot of butter. It only used a quarter cup of butter. It used three quarters of a cup of Greek yogurt. I used a vanilla Greek yogurt. Yeah, you mentioned that. I think that it might give it just an extra little something. And it was very easy to make. It does come out more like a batter than a cookie dough. And then you let it refrigerate for about 30 minutes or so, and it firms up. So it's it easier nice to work po- with, yeah. Yeah, it gets nice and puffy, like almost puffy. like pancake batter. Uh-huh. And then I just globbed out cookie-sized globs with my teaspoon and put them on uh, parchment paper on the baking sheets and baked them. But it looks like it has a glaze on top. Can you tell me about that? Um, yes. The cookie has lemon rind in it, and so does the glaze. Mm, the glaze is yummy. Our friend confectioner sugar mixed with microplaned rind of an entire lemon. Mm. And then, you know what you use for liquid? Let me think. Often you use water. Liquid. Buttermilk? No. Oh, that would be good. I used a little bit of heavy whipping cream. Uh Uh-huh. One tablespoon of heavy whipping cream and two tablespoons of more lemon juice. Lemon juice. Okay. I'm excited about this. I love all things lemon. This better be a lemony cookie. It sure used a lot of lemon. Are you ready to taste it? Can we try it? Yes, I I really want to try it. Thanks. It's soft to the touch. Here we go. Mm. Oh, <laughs> great it's lemon a soft flavor! Cookie, very soft, like a loft house cookie, but also a little chewy. Yeah, a little chewier. It's more like a pancake. Mm-hmm. Reminds me a little bit of the blueberry pancake cookie. It's like biting into a lemon. Mm, no, biting into but a lemon would be unpleasant. Yeah, yeah. It's like how you wish a lemon would be if you bit into it. In the pandemic times, my son Charlie was the senior patrol leader of the Boy Scout troop and he had to come up with like Zoom Boy Scout meetings, which was hard. And they did, one of the things they did was a talent show. And Charlie's talent was biting into lemons without flinching. Oh, yeah. And then we had Oscar as like the control group and he bit into a lemon and made, you know, and like his body shuddered. Yeah. And his face twisted up yeah. and Charlie was just like, do, 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 do. I wonder if we have that video preserved anywhere. It was pretty funny. My baby son, Hunter, used to do the same thing. He, we'd go to dinner and he would just suck on the, you know, the little lemons that come in the iced tea. Mm. And everybody just thought that that was like, how can he do that? It must be something in the, you know, something... Just the way you're wired. like some Maybe people, it's a gene. Yeah, some people can't eat cilantro. Mm-hmm. But I think it tastes like well, soap. Some people I can, can bite right cookies. into lemons. Yeah. If I was going to bite into a lemon, I would want it to be like this. This is very... It has all the pure flavor of a lemon, but it doesn't smell really like a lemon. Is it okay if I eat another one? Yeah, sure. It's a soft, unique, textured cookie. You know what else you don't get? You don't get the graininess of the gluten-free flour. Why is that? I think it has to do with all the protein and fat and not fat. And yeah, creaminess. Greek yogurt is very high in protein. 
of the of the Greek yogurt. Mm-hmm. Well, I know that if you use it in baking bread and you substitute the Greek yogurt for some milk, you'll get a bungier, denser, softer bread. Yeah. It's a very enjoyable cookie. I highly recommend it. It's not your crunchy ginger snap, certainly. It's a chewy thing. Yeah. Would you like to know some science about it? I can't even guess. I feel like there are so many ways you could go with this. What do you want to tell me? Yogurt science. I'm in. Let's go. Is it about the um, the probiotics? Because no, I need that for my go- my health. Yeah, I, I think we'll I think we'll mention it. Let's see. Let's okay. see what happens. Okay. As most yogurt containers advertise, what does yogurt contain? Live and active cultures. Yes. And ladies and gentlemen, many people know, but the children who listen may not know that there are living bacteria in your yogurt. But they're good bacteria. They're going to help your gut be healthy. Right. They're not the harmful kind of microbes that cause you to get sick. No. Uh, Opposite. These colonies of bacteria have an amazing ability to turn plain old milk into a yummy yogurt treat. So they're not just there. They're part of it. They're part of why, why, how it becomes yogurt. Yes, you could not have yogurt without them. It's not just like a side benefit. It's like integral to the yogurt. Some species you might find listed include Streptococcus thermophilius. That definitely sounds like something I want to avoid. Yeah. Right. You want to avoid it. But no, you want that in your yogurt. And then the most common one, and this comes back to where yogurt originated, Lactobacillus bulgaricus. Okie dokie, if you say so. With a nod to Bulgaria. So, the birthplace to turn of the milk into the birthplace of yogurt. So, to turn the milk into yogurt, these bacteria ferment the milk. They turn the lactose sugars in the milk into lactic acid. So, when you're changing sugar into something else, you're fermenting it. Okay. The lactic acid is what causes the milk as it ferments to thicken and taste tart. And yogurty. Yeah. We use citric acid in some of our cookies in the past. And tartaric acid. The citric acid is flavorful enough to make it tart. Yeah. So it sounds all fine and dandy. Even more, eating yogurt, as you mentioned can help replenish the necessary populations of bacteria in your gastrointestinal tract. Yeah, we need that. uh, After they've been lost from, well, if you take antibiotics or even if you have an upset stomach, you tend to lose a lot of those bacteria and the yogurt can help replace them. Different yogurts have different tastes because the bacteria in different parts of the country produce a different flavor. So does this have to do with like, you know how sourdough is different in different places? Yeah, Is exactly. it similar? Same thing. Yeah. But there's a problem with Greek yogurt, and you may have heard this. No, I have no, have no problem with Greek yogurt. What is it? Oh my goodness. It's ruining the environment. Why? Let me tell you. The manufacturer of Greek yogurt requires two to three times more milk and consumes more water and energy than traditional yogurt. For every three or four ounces of milk 
Chobani and the other companies that Faye, they can only produce one ounce of creamy Greek yogurt. Is this a problem? Yes. The rest becomes acid whey. Is there anything we can to do with the acid whey? Can you feed it to pigs? Can you what? Can oh my you... goodness! You are like a pro- <laughs> a problem solver. <laughs> the byproduct is causing headache for milk producers for for these yogurt producers because the whey decomposition is toxic to the natural environment. If it it takes oxygen away from streams and rivers. So if it gets into the waterways, it could create dead waterways I think dead the yogurt companies everywhere. can protect the waterways from their unused yeah. whey proteins or whatever it is. We have had acid whey accidents. No. Trains have tipped over and polluted <laughs> rivers and streams. I don't even believe you. Did you hear... Oh my- Last week about the mysterious pasta dump in a, in, New, in a New Jersey park. There was like 400 pounds of pasta along a creek side. Oh, my gosh. Oh, it was Streganona. Yeah, it was definitely Streganona-esque. <laughs> I'm sorry to hear that. Yeah. I wonder if pasta robs oxygen from streams <laughs> and rivers. Yeah, I'm not, I, can't get, I can't get too worried about the acid way protein here comes the good part of this okay let's hear it Uh, it has to be processed before being disposed of and the most common way to process it is through farm animals Uh uh-huh so i was on the right track with that yeah farmers try to find uses for the way they mix it with silage to feed to the farms cows creatures yeah they combine it with manure in a giant pit for fertilizer and you know how the manure is composted and bacteria, once again, work through it and... Do their magic. Make it non, non-toxic. non Yeah. And some people are even converting it into biogas to make electricity. Right? We could, like, build a car that runs on whey. Right, exactly. And the newest technology is trying to take some of the protein out of this way because it still has a lot of protein in it, too much to actually make baby formula. Oh, okay. Well, there was a really bad baby formula shortage about a year or so ago. Yeah. So maybe this could help. If this technology works out, uh, that'll never be a problem. So I don't feel as bad about it, but we do have to keep our eye out because... It does use much more water and much more energy than traditional yogurt. Okay, but I don't want to have another thing to feel bad about. I just want to enjoy my Greek yogurt lunch with strawberries and honey and flax seeds. And you can think about the happy cows. The cows actually love this this addition it, because it's they think that it's candy bars. They think it's ice cream. Yeah, you just Wait, you did can't they feed them too much. Tell you this? Like how do you know? Uh, because it makes the silage sweeter and the cows just like gobble it. They up. gobble it. Okay. Well, very cool. Yeah, so there's a little bit of science and uh, I noticed that you're trying to reach across and eat more of my cookies. What so are you going to say about that? Mind you to keep your paws off my Lemon Greek yogurt cookies. I might not be able to, but 
Well, you've got a big bucket of your own of them. I'll make you a different eat. a different cookie next week in return. Okay. Okay. Deal. All Very right. Good. We'll be back next week with more fun and adventure on Cookie Lab. <laughs> Bye. Bye. It's Cookie Lab.